hope everyone doing good this afternoon or later in the evening. Um, want to have a conversation uh, with everyone here. And the conversation, we want to talk about why brothers and sisters, you know, in particular. We're talking about us. We ain't talking about, you know, what other people do. But with brothers and sisters, what kind of game we can learn from China protecting our image? A lot of black folks don't really realize how your image is very, very important. Um, your image, you know, plays on how people respect you or don't respect you. Your image plays on, on if people will uh, take you seriously in different facets in life. If people look at you as a clown, um, if people just uh, think you the court jester, and you look at the image of black folk throughout the world, is that that image have been controlled by a lot of people outside of our community. It is controlled because we haven't made any pushback, I think, collectively in a lot of areas related to our image. But the reason why I want to bring up um, China today and how they are about protecting their image, they have this you know, policy that you can't talk about them no matter what bad they do. The only thing you can say about China is good stuff. You can't say nothing else. Let me give you a, a, a real story. Not to say I was concerned about this at all, but they had this, this company out of the UK that came to us and said, Hey, you know, uh, we think you guys show is good. It, I think it also can do good in China. And I said, when I read that, I like, well, I don't know about China because I kind of go in on the Chinese communist party when they do things to black folk. Now what they do to other people, I can't say much about, I said, but when they do to us, I will say something. So they went on here, you know, like they talk with, uh, Kellen and everything. And, and they tried to go and approach that, you know, get that in the Chinese market. Well, what happened after that um, was that they denied it. And the reason why they denied it, because the Chinese people over there looked at my content and they said that they couldn't put it on uh, their Chinese networks because um, I had criticism about the Chinese Communist Party. You see, they protect their image, even when they're doing bad. Now, I'm not telling us to protect our image when we're doing horrible things, but there's a way to even deal with that as well in the community. When we have an issue, a problem, we should talk about that, not others. Some of us, you know, have this image thing, but you do it in the wrong way. For instance, you know, rappers have a thing about you criticizing them or saying something. Listen, rappers are not important in the black community. Sorry, they're entertainers. Um, we talk about them when they do something. But in the greater scheme of things, rappers are not people that we're going to build a community off of. Um, just, we just not. Just call it what it is. If you had if you had a choice between someone that's going to build you a uh, power plant versus a rapper, where well, the power plant is more important because we need the power plant. We need the electricity. We need, the rapper not going to be saying much. You can't even get access to, to no power, right? So that's what I'm saying. Um, the rappers are not really the, the most important people that we need to be focusing our attention on. But when we are talking about, you know, this, you know, topic, let's get into this image. Now, during the time, we know if, you know, the Rona, we know that China, and, and, and we'll get into the origins of that, of course. I mean, let me remove this. So this came out of the New York Times at the time. 
And it says China pushes back as coronavirus crisis damages its image. They didn't say anything more than that, but their image, because they're concerned that throughout the world, how people see them understand, they know that if we sit here and even allow something that we know the origin, where it comes from, forget that we got to be on overdrive because we cannot let nobody damage our image because it's going to affect us in business in the future. It's going to affect our standing. That's going to affect everything. Now, as black people, we let anybody damage our image as black folk. Now, some of us are circling our wagon. Some of us are starting to say, hey, wait a minute. You're not going to be saying this. It's us and it's somebody else. Understand? But China understands that. They, they are so serious about it. They say to other countries, look, if you keep blaming us about this situation, we're not even going to do business with you. That's how serious they are about their image to the world. You can't say a word about them. Even when they doing dirt, you still can't say nothing about them. Now, as black folk, our image have been uh, muddied throughout the world. This is where these stereotypes come from throughout the world or, you know, et cetera. Right. And due to this image and even due to the culture of America, do you understand that if a person um, assimilates into America from another country, you say, well, why are these other groups coming here being so hostile? Well, if you come into America from another country, if you look at the image of the black man and woman that's put out throughout America in the world, and you look at the country that was built on anti-black racism, then the culture of America is anti-black. So to assimilate into America, you have to assimilate into anti-black racism. This is why it is it, just like you go to any other country. If you choose to assimilate to that culture, then you're going to look at what's going to work. And most people, when you go to different countries, you're going to try to at least be on the good side of the people that helped you get in there. You're not going to go and try to assimilate to people that is the most hated. That's usually the way it, it works. So, this is the problem, but unfortunately we don't protect our image. We don't fight back against the image that they try to put out there. Oh, this is why I always say that black media is extremely important today. It's extremely important because we got to not only control our image, we got to tell the story that related to us. We also got to fight about us politically we have to be in control of it because our image is going to precede us. You understand? When you leave this country, when you go out there, you are the black American. No matter if you want to be called American or not, the moment you leave this country, you are a black American. You are representing your people that come out of America. And, and, and it's, it's definitely a different feeling than when you're dealing with in this country. You know, they want to treat you like a fifth class citizen. But let's go down the road here with China. Let me let me go ahead on and share uh, my screen here for a minute. I'm on StreamYard today, so just bear with me. Let me share the screen. Let me go to a Chrome tab. Let's go to the first thing that we want to talk about here. So I made a video, and let me let me get to that video first. I'm, I made a video here. And this video went over a lot of people's heads. They didn't understand why I was making this video. So, so let me play this video for you, ladies and gentlemen, real quick. And, and I, I'm going to explain a little bit why I made this video. So let's, let's play this. Let me say this right now. 
it is extremely racist to say the South African variant of COVID. Just say it's a different variant of COVID. You're going to bring harm to the black community and you're going to hurt black owned businesses. We need a anti-black division created in every police department all over the country due to the naming of this variant where black Americans will be targeted, calling it the South African variant. This is extremely wrong. Why are you going to call a disease South African variant? You didn't say that you didn't want that to happen when people were saying Wuhan or China, right, virus. So you can't say South African variant either, because if it's racist saying China virus, it's racist saying South African variant. What you do for one, you're going to do for all. It's racist to say South African variant, you're bringing harm to black people, it needs to stop. Let me say this right now. All right, let me stop this. And now, do you realize that video went over some people's heads, ladies and gentlemen, who's watching? Do you, do you realize that? Some people were saying, well, you know, they they said a uh, you have to be fair because they said a UK variant, they said a Brazil variant, and then they said the South African variant. Oh, I said, should put my head down. I say, see, this is the difference when someone is slave minded versus someone is power minded. I want to repeat that again. That's the difference when someone's slave minded or power minded. People that's focusing on power, they do not care what other people think. They do not even care about fairness. When you're dealing with power, fair goes out the window. There's no such thing as fair. Let's call it what it is. You live in capitalism. That is the most unfair system ever. And capitalism, I mean, we know is rooted in slavery. Okay, so get the fair out your mind. I mean, only people that's going to be subjugated think about what's fair, what's right, what's well. Let's let's be on an even playing field. Haven't these people shown us for over you know hundreds and hundreds of years that nothing is fair? So when we go back to the Chinese, they didn't care about nothing being called a UK variant. They didn't care about no South Africa variant. They didn't care about no Brazil or anything else. Only thing they said was. You better not be putting it on us. Don't put it on us. Whatever you do, don't put it on us. You you understand? Now, let, let's 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 go to something that we're gonna we're gonna build build our, our, our case here. Now they say don't put it on us, even though, even though, okay. That's not even the screen I wanted. Hold on, that's not the one. Even though I want to go there. Let me go to the right screen. Let me, let me get, just give me a second. I want to go to the right screen. Uh, where is it at? Where is it at? All right, here's the one. Okay. So this is from the USA Today. And they say, where did COVID-19 come from? And I say, that's the U.S. marks one year, the first case, X, Y, Z. But listen, I'm only pointing something out. They say the coronavirus that conquered you know, the world come from a thumb-sized bat tucked in a remote Chinese cave. You know, understand of of this much scientists are convinced. Now we start there. So even though the origin of you know the what we know now is the coronavirus comes from China, they say you better not put that on us. You understand why? Because that's damaging our image, and we will go to war with anybody and everybody that's going to try to put everything on us. Then it translated to America and it lets you know how much the Chinese communist party control your 
uh, Mzungu politicians. Because when the, when the Chinese Communist Party starts saying stop putting that on us, what happened to, especially those in the, the uh, left-wing uh, Democrat Party, you know, when once black people worship as a religion, they start coming up with things. They start going to um, Asian-owned businesses, um, and they want to be on camera eating there. Your Democrat politicians came out and say, hey, you know, it's not right. It's foul. Um, you know, y'all have to come and eat at their businesses. Now, they never say that about black people. When have you ever seen uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi show up in black-owned businesses talking about black people need to come and eat with them? They, they So much so that Joe Biden, as you well know, had done a complete executive order uh, for them. Now, Kamala said, you know, you can't only do something for black people, but they proved that you can do something for Asian people. So basically, they just need to say that we, can, we are not going to do something for you. Just say that. We're going to do something for everybody else. Mind you, the Asian community didn't vote in droves uh, for um, Joe Biden or Kamala whatsoever. They didn't. A lot of them don't even fool with the, the political system. They just more so focus on their economy. Now, continuing, when it comes to talking about other diseases, let, let's, let's go and look at one disease here. Just give me a second. Uh, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? I'm just trying to get out, get all my things in line, ladies and gentlemen. Just give me a second. I know this Chrome tab had this. Okay, I guess, I guess they don't show they don't show all my my things here. So let let me let me go here. Let me go. Let me go. Google Chrome. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, let's go there. We we just we just share the whole screen. How about that? So if we go to here, okay, now they say, what is the Ebola virus disease? Now this is from the CDC. So it lets you know that the, we look at that. If you scroll down, the Ebola virus was first discovered in 1976 near the Ebola River, what is now the Democratic Republic of Congo. Okay. So, they called it the Ebola virus due to the location. Okay. Now we look at West Nile virus, just from the World Health Organization, West Nile. They say that West Nile was first isolated in a woman in the West Nile district of Uganda in 1937. Okay. So, it's okay to say West Nile virus. It's okay to say Ebola virus, but you better not call it anything else but COVID-19 or it's going to be a problem. Now, the reason why also the Chinese Communist Party have a lot of power over your politicians is because if you, if you grab anything in your house right now, the majority of it is made in China. So if China wanted to right now, they could say, if all y'all, I'm not sending you a thing. You understand? And they know the upper Creek because, you know, since they're so smart, they gave literally these people all the power, you know, of manufacturing over America instead of putting American people to work. Right. Um, you know, at one point in time, you know, somebody can get out of high school, go get a manufacturing job, work their, their whole life and, and make a good living for their families. You know, but they shipped all the jobs over there to China and now it's biting them in the butt. Right. So China know that the power that they have, they know that, hey, <laughs> don't be calling it what it is. These are where it came from. Now it was they they so powerful. You go back to what we're looking at. We're looking at the Yale School of Medicine. 
Now, Yale is a Ivy League university, and they say calling it the Wuhan virus or China virus is inaccurate and xenophobic. Well, how is it inaccurate when right here they're literally telling you everybody know where it comes from? Right here. It said this month the World Health Organization sent a delegation of ten, uh, science of 10 nations finally allowed to enter the country to, to explore the origins of the virus. So so how how is that xenophobic? I mean, that's the people like right here. Like, what are you talking about? But yet, it, they said it's xenophobic and it's, it's inaccurate. This is how powerful the Chinese Communist Party is in America, folks. They control, they have a lot of influence on the left-wing side. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up, let's go here, where it says South African variants. Now let's get to South African variant. I had some geniuses that told me, well, Phil, you know, um, we ain't South African, so what? Why? Why are you worried about it? And I just shook my head and like, listen. I know, I know, some of you discovered tribalism. I get it. I get it. Tribalism has been practiced in the African continent for thousands of years. You're not coming up with nothing new. But if you understand your image and you understand propaganda, then anything called African is going to be related to you. No, I'm not. I ain't no African. Oh, okay. All right. I got you. You're not an African. But Africa means black. Well, South Africa, you know, when I hear that, I think of white people. And you think ignorance because white folks are the minority of South Africa. They're not the majority. Okay. So South African variant, South Africa variant. No, that can't be allowed. Let's go down here. Let's look for the, I know there's a scientific name for that. Um, I'm trying to get down to the scientific name. I thought I had pulled it up with the, the CDC. Um, maybe I did pull it up. Maybe I didn't pull it up, but they have a scientific name with the CDC for the South African variant. Okay. And they're not calling it that, but they call it with the, the geographical location. I don't care if they call it the UK variant. Don't care. I don't care. Listen, even people in Brazil should make, say something. Actually, Brazil is probably more black people in Brazil than any other country. But when you start allowing them, to put this on South Africa. And then Jim Crow Joe just said that he's, he's about to block travel to uh, South Africa and people coming in from South Africa. You understand? But let's go back to the original in the beginning, because I covered this. Okay. They were complaining that the African continent wasn't getting this. Do you remember that? Do you remember when they were complaining about that? saying that we don't understand why isn't in um in in the african continent well why only two or three cases in the whole continent do you remember and then you remember when they start getting their first cases what happened europeans start bringing it in when they brought it to nigeria they brought it you know south africa and you know i mean we, we me and who's dr chi talked about this we know how historically sickly the mazungus are and they carry, they will, they have historically carried more disease and wiped out population by disease. Like if you look at historically the Native Americans here, you know the the Mongoloid Native Americans. I'm saying not not the black ones who's already here. A lot of them got wiped out, and yeah, some of the, you know some of them. A lot of them got wiped out um, through disease, not war. That's documented. Disease killed a lot of them when they brought all their diseases. Um, from Europe. This is historical fact. 
um, tuberculosis and all the kind of other diseases was not in the African continent till they showed up. Okay. This is, this is history here. So we have not been the, the carriers of, of, of pandemics. That's not how it really has been. You understand? So why I'm focusing on this South African variant situation. If we as black people understand that we cannot allow them to put something on us that had nothing to do with us, this variant, let's call it what it is. Them folks are in South Africa. Why is it only South Africa has a variant? Pay attention to that. Do you know that South Africa has, you know, that's the only country that has the most of those folks in it. You understand? It's not, it's not no other country, but that one due to apartheid, etc. But still the majority is black people. Anything that's going to be put on Africa eventually is going to be put on us here. So you can't say this, not my people. This not my situation. Now protecting your image is to come against that and say, wait a minute, stop with this South Africa crap. Remember, didn't Yale say it was xenophobic. Then they say it was racist. This is why I said in my video, well, we need, um, you know, people to protect black businesses. You know, we need a um, executive order because you're putting a whole disease, a whole pandemic on South Africa, which will translate to black people because they've been trying to shift this stuff to black people. You know, this, you know, they, every day I look up, they're getting on the news talking about, you know, oh, black, black people not taking their, well, I'm not going to say it here because, you know, they got, um, the algorithms are looking for certain words as being spoke. So that's why I'm not going to say it, but the black people not taking their stuff. I'm going to say that's the, and so, so they have an issue with that and the Mazungus are taking it and they wasn't supposed to be the one to take it. Right. And you see a lot of them. I'm noticing the average time is two weeks to a month of something happened. But the few of us who have taken their thing, um, you see like Hank Aaron, you know, he, he took the, he took their, their stuff and, Two weeks later, he's not here no more, right? Um, as many of them, you know, took took in their, you know, uh, things that they have to take for people to take. And it's, I'm noticing two weeks to a month, something happening. Um, people who was healthy, you know, I, I, you know, like I said, these people are so are so um, in step about about that thing there we're talking about. That they, I mean, anything outside of, of that, or even just questioning some things. Um, they'll take your situation down. So, you know, that's why I'm being very careful in the way I word this right now on my website. I say what I want to say, but here I got to word it a certain way, but this is the thing, ladies and gentlemen, we cannot allow nobody to put a pandemic on us. We can't allow no one to, you know, just to trash our name in any way, shape or form, even, even, even if, something that we're doing, even if it's fact to it. Okay. Cause one thing that the Chinese communist party don't do. So for instance, if they have an issue and they want to say, Oh, all, all the, the, you know, try to say that their brothers are, are criminals or whatever. Now re reality, we do have some, but we would not allow nobody to sit up there and, you know, go along and demonize brothers because we know that the demonization of brothers is going to put it to everybody. So we got to protect our image. This is why you don't see me going so hard in the paint um, about Pookie and Ray Ray all the time. Yes, I know Pookie and Ray Ray do some things in the community. You think I don't know that? Yes, I know. Okay. But I'm not going to spend my time talking about that all the time because 
they have enough people talking about them. But why do I have to talk about them? You know, now they do something heinous. Yes, I'm going to talk about it. But I think my our platform is better suited into talking about, you know, the defense of the black community, which we are a, a defense platform. We definitely are offensive platform as well. We also a platform that's going to make sure to challenge the lies and try to give education because the biggest problem with our community is a lack of education. And, 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 and that lack of education has created a lot of ignorance within our community. A lot, a lot of ignorance in our community. I mean, because the biggest problem I have with a lot of us is that we don't read between the lines very well. We don't, you know, pick up on things we should be picking up on. We don't even know when somebody's flipping something. Because when I made that video, even on TikTok, they had black folks pushing back on me constantly about, well, you know, well, let's be fair here. Well, no, it's nothing. I mean, they're doing it to other people. Listen, the Chinese Communist Party don't care what you say about other people. All they care about is their own. But, the, but, but a lot of that is black folk. And if they don't have, you know, Mzungu mommy and daddy in the room or to include them, you know, you they don't want to get too black on some things because, you know, you get too black with a lot of black folks. They get scared of that. They don't like they don't like too black. I'm telling you, they don't like it. Or you just saying, listen, this is something that's going to focus on our issues and our problems because nobody else is going to focus on them. No one else includes us in their situation. And I'm not expecting them to. When When people are being talked about in other groups. They don't be up there saying, well, you know, to be fair, uh, this and that. They don't care about that. Only black folks want to come up with, well, to be fair, you know, you know, black folks, you talk about all lives matter. Black folks are the biggest all lives matter supporters I've ever seen in my life. The biggest all lives matter supporters. Anytime you start talking about, well, to, well, because of this, and well, we're not the only, you know, that Kiki Wyatt situation, which I'm going to talk about her, but I'm going to say that for my video. You know what I'm saying? Black folks are quick on that. She, she isn't the only one that started that. Because some things are just, when they get too black for you, you get bothered by that. But if you don't care about your image, you don't protect your image, then this is how people can demonize you. And, and this is why the, the white supremacists, they work very, very hard at trying to demonize our image. But notice they do not want us to sit up there and, 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 and sully their image. This is why they're always fighting. Hey, well, well how do you know they are white supremacists? Everybody wants to say white supremacists. Everybody want to cancel people, this and that and the third. And now I'm hearing black folks even repeating that. I'm like, you, the reason why you're repeating that because you listen to them talk too much, first and foremost. Like, listen, this is the first time in history that basically their money can be touched due to their racism, that their image right now has been sullied throughout the world. And black folks has a lot to do with that. And they don't like that because they wanted their image prior, definitely prior to COVID, is that they're the beacons of democracy and their image is like, oh, we're so rich and we got all this money and, you know, we are the, the lovers of the world. We, we uh, go and, and, and make peace with people, even though we were destroying people, but we made peace with people. Everybody call us because we are just the leaders of the, of the free world. You understand? That came from a PR image campaign while at the same time they demonizing our image. And, and, and we have to not only uh, deal with, you know, uh, 
them attacking our image, we got to also deal with a lot of people within our own community as well, damages the image. But what I'm saying is learn from the Chinese. They don't put up with people constantly talking crap about their group. This is why I'm always going to come back and say something and fire something off when it comes to our group. No matter where we at in the world, Caribbean, here, whatever, if they really harping on black folks on, on a media uh, aspect, we got to, got to, got to combat that because the war is in the airwaves. That's what the war is at. Do you know wars get started because of uh, the airwaves and propaganda? Think about that. They never started any kind of war without having, let's go back to the Iraq situation. Every day is, oh, they got weapons of mass destruction. Oh, boy, look, look they, they got these weapons. Oh, it's going to be a threat on the world. Oh, we got to stop him. They, they did that to get the people behind them and say, okay, it's cool for you to go to war with Iraq, right? Even though it was a complete lie about these weapons of mass destruction that this man had, tore up Iraq and all of that. You understand? All this was done by media propaganda. Every war that is started is done by media propaganda. So the media is the, the tool of war. It is a tool of deception. It's all of that. This is why media is ex extremely important for black people. So because we got to fight in that war on our own. We have to. And, and that media apparatus in the United States you know, in other countries, they call it all oh, the uh, propaganda media of, of North Korea. This, well, let me tell you something. They are the they they have white supremacist propaganda too. It's called Fox News. It's called CNN. It's called MSNBC. It, all the major ones here, they're white supremacist propaganda wings too. Notice they never want you know condemnation. I mean, like punishment to white supremacists. Sure, you hear them on MSNBC, white supremacists, white da 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 da, all that crap that you're talking. But they never say, hey, Joe Biden, what are you going to do about punishing these people? What laws are you going to put on the books? What are you going to do? Look, all the stuff about George Floyd. Oh, it's so bad. What happened to George Floyd? But you never hear about we need these police punished. You never hear that because they, they could talk about it. They, they play this. You know, controlled opposition. Oh, I'm so outraged. But at the end of the day, they, they, they know they don't want the enforcement wing of white supremacy to go away. Cause they benefit from that. Understand like left wing, right wing. It's the same system. No matter who's in there, Mazungu's going to be okay. That that's, that's the con out the whole thing. You know, you see them. Oh, I don't like the Republicans. Oh, I don't like the Democrats. And at the end of the day, they all be fine. No matter what happens. Right now. Media for me. And this is why we're building what you guys are seeing. We're, we're building a, um, network and that's what we're trying to do and networks have many many uh people in it well what would you, what you say you filing a suit on what i'm filing a suit by biden's aapi racism you know, is a violation of the civil rights act well go ahead file one you actually may win it you, you may you may actually win it and, and look this this comment here so all i keep hearing black people say is we need to get along and understand each other no matter what they race are or well, listen other groups of people is not trying to understand you uh, i'll just be honest with you because how could they understand you and they're working on see black folks what you what you're not paying attention to is that people coming in here and they want their own piece of the pie 
And what we're going to have to stop doing as black folk, we can't think that people are going to come in here and have a big sympathy for our community. Okay. We could tell them about slavery. We could tell them about Jim Crow. We could tell them about this and that and the third, but when you have people coming in here and even more and more as the generations go along that listen, after the baby boomer generation goes away, it's going to be kind of hard to tell people that wasn't, that was born outside of the baby boomer generation. Let's say my generation, Gen X and on, it's going to be kind of hard to, to sell certain things to them because they had nothing to do with it. They, they didn't, they didn't grow up with the, the white water fountain and the colored water fountain. They didn't, they didn't grow up with the, the, the different uh, race riots, you know, it, it was in the 1960s. Um, they didn't know nothing about, you know, they seen it on TV as much as you have Dr. King or Malcolm X or all the different figures of the civil rights movement. Understand these other people that's coming in here is about power. Even though, even though those who come in from foreign countries who are black, they're trying to come in here and attain some sort of power for themselves. If on a limited scale, about having a community of their own and, you know, getting educated and, you know, uh, starting businesses, et cetera. If we are not going to be power minded, you will always be a slave. And listen, I'm not going to be nobody's slave mentally or physically. You understand mentally or physically. Some, some black folks have no problem being a slave. And see, when you're trying to control your image, that is power. That's power dynamics. Notice companies do not want you to sully their image. That's why they have a laws about, um, what is it? Um, defamation suits, right? Just like when you had the Rudy Giuliani about to get sued by dominion voting systems. Why? Because he said constantly about the, you know, their voting systems, how it was messed up, et cetera, with the Trump, you know, election. They understand that we, we don't respond. We don't sue this guy. We don't tell this guy to prove it in court. It is damaging our corporation It's damaging who we are. Like people are going to take that word and run with it. Listen, certain things people say about you. You can't let that go. Some things you may say, oh, I'll just chuck it to the game. I'll let them give me free advertising. But then some things people say about you, you got to sue them. And, and I'm on that. I'll tell you right now, I'm on that. Certain things people say about me, I'm good. It don't matter. But if you was to say something that was really crossing the line, oh, I'm suing you behind. I, I will tell anybody that I will sue you for it because you're not going to damage my reputation and you're not going to damage the reputation of my company. But as black folk, we got to be like that about our image completely. I do not answer any medical. Hold on. Let me, let me make sure I say this. I do not answer any medical advice on here. I'm not a physician or anything. So you have to make those kinds of decisions on your own or with your physician. You, you understand that this, you know, also, you know, make your own decisions. Being free means to make your own decisions. You don't have to consult me or nobody else about your decisions. Just take the information that's presented. Think, think for you, think for yourself. Cause listen, as I told you before, I don't even allow people to work with me or around me. If you're not thinking for yourself, I can't be telling you what to do all the time. That annoys me. I, I have, I have, a, I mean, at least my little one, I have a little one that I have to, you know, think, you know, I don't even want her. She, she's great for thinking for herself. Right. 
Yes, get informed. Get informed. That that is that is very yes. If anything, we need to be informed, ladies and gentlemen. Um, he said we don't need China. We have manufacturing in Africa. He said uh, before it was targeted. Yeah, and really they talked about that Africa is about to be the new manufacturing hub, and it's a no-brainer. Why? I've been there. I get it. You have a lot of people, and you know you can hire them for manufacturing. Let me tell you something. If I needed something manufactured, I'd rather manufacturing plant on a continent. I don't want nothing to do with China and their crap. I want nothing to do with them because. If you bring a manufacturing plant to the continent, you're giving out a lot of jobs. And even though you can still pay them good, you're still going to get out, you know, out of it a lot more than anything else. Well, you, you know what I'm saying? So we, we need to, you know, we need to look more like say for me, that's why when I hear people being so, anti-africa and the reason why a lot of people are very anti-africa because black people we have to understand black people just don't like black people you know what i'm saying that is a big problem self-hate is a big problem in our community it is you know this is why we don't give no patience to black people you know we we will find anything wrong with somebody black um we will find like a hundred different things wrong with, with, with black folks we will why we can't deal with them why we can't work with them why we can't go um, to the continent, why we can't do anything. You know, I, I had a guy the other day that was upset with me, very upset because he said, he said, and he was in all caps on, on our entertainment channel. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't discussing nothing about Africa at all. And he was saying, well, why is it that you telling black people to go to Africa and, and, and you ain't even there yet? And, and what, like, first and foremost, I told you before, I would never tell any of you my plans. Why would I do that? You don't know what I'm doing. First of all, we got a pandemic going on. That's that's start there. We have a global pandemic going on. Countries are shutting down or reshutting down. Why would you be moving around internationally right now? That wouldn't be very wise. It wouldn't. I'm actually, in my opinion, losing some things not being on the continent right now. I got a lot of things going and setting up, but you know what? I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing. I'm not you. Only slaves go out there and broadcast to their master everything that they do. Master, I'm going to go down the street. Master, I'm going to start a business. Master, I'm going to go start a, a bank account at the Black-owned bank. Is it okay, Master, if I do that? Master, I'm going to go uh, over here to this state and do this. Is that fine? Well, why, why, why are you always, I'm not you. I'm not checking in with mass everywhere I go. That's what you want to do. I want to check in. I got to tell you everywhere I got, I'm doing every step out of the way well, on this day. I'm going to do this. I'm not you. Do you see them folks doing that? Them folks tell you nothing. They don't tell you about these secret meetings they have in hotels. They don't tell you about the deals they get. They don't tell you anything. But you, but you, but you've been so programmed for the plantation to say everything, because you, because because you're still a freaking slave. That's your problem, and you still move like one. You ain't spent a day in chattel slavery, but you're the biggest slave in your mind. Oh yeah, 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 yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. Those people in the New York Times, those people in in every major organization. Of, of the Mzungu on media from, from here to Europe, 
have been covering black Americans movements like that. Yes. Yes. I, I have noticed that. But like I said, you're fighting a lot of self-hate, too. And that self-hate also hurts the image of black people. You notice that you think other groups don't have problems with, with their own people. They sure they do, but you notice they don't give them a lot of time. To, to, but in our community, we sit up here and allow people to talk crap about our own like that. And without a whole lot of pushback or demonization. You talking about Al Jazeera. Yeah. Oh yeah. Al Jazeera covered it. But you know what? You mentioned the Al Jazeera right now. I rather I rather pay attention to something Al Jazeera is posting, or I, I'll look at something that goes on a NTD. You know, I watch something they they're posting. I, I watch media from all over the world. You know, just just to uh, we on we on news. I watch them, um, and that lady be on there. Palki Sharma is her name out of India. She be going in. She be going in on, on, on China. Oh boy, that lady that lady don't don't cut no slack on them people. Yeah, yeah, it's it's right. Said so they will always choose their people over other people. Every people do that, except that that's right. That's right. It's exactly right because the biggest issue is self hate. Black people do not like black people, and we don't really address that as as much as we should. That's where all that come from. And that and like I said, that's a global problem with black folk. It's not just a black America problem. It's a Caribbean problem. It's an Africa problem. You know, it, it's, it's in Latin America. Black folks don't like black folk. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something cognito about the Chinese. Chinese play the game very well. And, and like what they're doing is not really so, so calculated. And if you ever read The Art of War, a lot of you should read the art of war, right? Their biggest thing is fighting a war and winning a war without firing a shot based off of deception. And these people are very good at that. You say, you say, you say, hold on. You say why black folks don't like black folks though. A lot of it because the majority of black folks you know, love, uh, they massa, whether they in Africa or America or in, look, look, look at the, look, look at the recent voting situation that happened, right? They really believe that an, that a Jim Crow Joe will save them after this man historically has said the most racist things about black people. He has put black folks in mass incarceration He's actually had policies that was against black folk, but they ran out there, you know, and, and, and dancing. You know, I said about they, they were dancing, right? It, it, it was more so that they they felt that he would save them. It wasn't a deal about a policy. Like, okay, let's say they voted for for Biden based on a policy. Let's say like, okay, well, he's better uh, for policy, you know, or his policy is going to be better here. Now, some people may say, well, I'm going to vote for Biden because I think he'll handle the coronavirus a lot better, you know, but these people not voting on a policy or maybe the pandemic, they're voting on, they didn't even say they were voting because of the pandemic. They ran out to vote because they were, they was afraid of Trump's racism. 
You understand? You you say, you say that how long it says because they look at other races as successful. Well, people have to define what success is. You define it as success as money. I mean, because if that's the case, black Americans are the most successful blacks in the world. If if we were if we took our actual GDP and started a country, we would be ranked number fourteen in the world. So so what what success are, are we talking about here? And then if you look at the American government, they give a lot of money to African nations. If we was getting the money that was given to African nations in in the in the millions, we would do even better. The the main issue in the African continent is that America has helped out the African continent a lot. They just their leaders are so freaking, you know, uh, ate up with white supremacy too, and they so corrupt a lot of them that the people don't see anything. Yes, I saw the original roots. I, I did see the original roots um, out there. Yes, yes, I saw it. You know, I grew up seeing that movie. That's how I was introduced even to slavery, beyond with you. It's the movie uh, Roots from 1977. And uh, it, it first time I seen it, it messed me up. Now, I ain't gonna lie. First time I seen Roots, man, I watched that and I was turned up after that. Oh, I was turned up because <laughs> I because I didn't I never I, I mean, I, I, I knew about it, but I never knew the depths of it, you know, of slavery like that. Yeah, China. Yeah, China is doing that. China is utilizing their 150 year plan. Yes. And, and and China was smart enough to go to to Africa. That's that's what I don't understand. When when black folks, that's what I said. Black folks just hate black folks because the Chinese are running to the African continent. They can't. And then the same black folks that don't want to don't want you to go to to the continent or, or get upset about any talk about the continent. Then they these same folks be like the Chinese taking over. And say, well, why don't you go over there and do something then? <laughs> do I think Kamala? Hold on. Do I think Kamala will become the president? Um, let's say if Kamala was to run for president next time, right? And Joe, Joe, Jim Crow, Joe say, look, I'm going to do one and done. I, I just don't want to deal with it no more. Uh, Kamala going to run. And if Donald Trump runs against her next time, Kamala's going to lose. I mean, think about it. Kamala has a black problem. He, she has a black problem. Um, Hillary Clinton couldn't even win. And that, and that was a Mzungu woman. Okay. So, why would you, I wouldn't, I don't see, she's not, she don't relate to the black community like that. And if Jim Crow Joe keep doing the things that he's doing, you know, with the executive orders and not doing nothing for black people. Oh, I can guarantee you if Trump run against him, it's going to be, he going to get more black votes than he got the, the last time. And you have to understand that that Asian that Asian executive order that Joe Biden signed. When they say Asian, it means Kamala's people too. Now I'm talking about Indians. It's, it's not just what you de- you deem as a Chinese person or Japanese person or whatever. No, it's Kamala's people too. So that executive order helps Kamala's people. You understand? Indians are considered Asians. And prior to that, she was trying to get a lot of green cards for her people to come over here. She wasn't trying, she wasn't fighting for, you know, real smart Africans to come over here. 
to to help out and let's say build some things in the community the communities here. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying that they will no, she's fighting for for her mama's people. She's not even fighting for Jamaicans to come over here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He signed. He signed all these executive orders, and none of them was for black folk. Okay, none. The reason why they got that 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 executive order is because the Chinese Communist Party has started pulling rank on these politicians. They donate to a lot of your politicians too. But but, but black folks, like I said, we we got a whole congressional black caucus. That's another thing. They don't like black folks either. They don't because how is it? We got a whole congressional black caucus and yet we don't get nothing politically, nothing. They have the biggest caucus on the Hill. We get nothing. And I know I'm kind of veering off to other things outside of what we was talking, the main thing we're talking about, but I mean, it all plays a role because it also look at our image, our image before the world we're we're dumb. Let's call it what it is. Our image politically is that we're stupid. Our, our, our congressional black caucus is all lives matter except black people's. I, I think we need to start talking about that. Most black folks are part of all lives matter. It is a God's honest truth. All your black politicians, all lives matter. Hey, what about black people? Oh, man, I, I can't only do something for black people. No. I mean, Kamala just said it. But that's really been the black politicians mantra forever based on their actions. Just Kamala just said it out of her mouth and people got mad, but that's been their MO guys and ladies. And when people look at us as a group, they think politically we're silly. They laugh at us. They use us because we're silly and, 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 and ignorant. That's part of that's that that goes along with our image that we're nothing but a slave to be used. And that we're going to have some sellouts that that was in the boule. Most of them are in the boule. They get, they, cause they you understand people that's in the boule and the sellouts. So they're all sellouts in the boule, but the sellouts, they benefit off of the system of white supremacy. So they need black folks to stay in the condition that they're in so they can get their checks. You, you look at the black farmer situation you're talking about. They have so much farmland in the African continent. They were even talking about Namibia, how much farmland is there. I, a lot of times I'll say, why don't our black farmers just <laughs> go to the continent and grow food, f- figure out, you know, and just start connecting. We can send food back to our communities or be one of the funders of some grocery stores, you know, because they got so much farmland in the African continent. Because in this country, we had we had close to a million farmers at the turn of the 20th century. We don't have nowhere near that now. Because, yes, you had some was ran off of their land, but the majority of them um, was, you know, done dirty, you know, by the different organizations within the government, too. Which makes it hard on black farmers. At the same time, I remember and it's sad and I'm kind of upset by that. My grandfather Every year, he would take a shovel by himself, a shovel, 
he would make a, a garden with rows. The the rows be flat in the middle where you can walk between them. And and, and he would he would grow okra. He would grow um in the other side, he would grow jalapeno peppers. Um, he would grow onions. And every and the way it was in my neighborhood was that everybody would trade different things. Like they had a neighbor across the street, they had a fig tree. And so my grandfather would be like, okay, well, I'm going to give them a bag of okra. They'll give us some figs. My grandma would take the figs and she would, you know, cook them down and everything, make fig preserves. Those fig preserves would be good because, you know, sometimes we'll have it with pancakes or uh, homemade biscuits. See, my grandma would make everything from scratch, okay? Or we have all the okra we wanted. So, you know, and then, of course, if you cook okra the right way, make sure you cook the slime out of it. If you eat slimy okra, somebody didn't cook that mess right. That's nasty, eat slimy okra. Anyway, so certain people had chicken, so you can get eggs and things like that. But the majority of black folks today aren't agricultural-based people. And so we're more dependent now on the Mzungu for food than ever. Now, you go to the continent, you can actually start picking that back up because it's a lot of people that's farmers on the continent or who people that deal with cattle. If anything, people need to start investing money in learning farming from the few farmers that we have here. If we're going to do anything, because farming uh, is part of, you know, what you need to build a nation. You cannot have a nation without agriculture. You cannot have a nation without agriculture. That's, that's very, that's very, very important. Let's see. What is that? Okay. You say you're looking into farmland. Like I say, it's, it's plenty of it. It's plenty of it on the African continent. Now, you know, we got our black history month <laughs> uh, thing up here and, and shout out to everybody. You know, uh, you know, I always say black history is something that we need to celebrate all the time, but we can't highlight more our brothers and sisters during this month. Well, a lot of black people, don't get me wrong. A lot of black people do love each other. Uh, but the, the big, the biggest problem is so many out there. Let me tell you something. Those who hate black people that have the self hating. And like I said, listen, if you want, uh, white validation, then you hate yourself and you hate black people. White validation and loving black people cannot coexist. It can't because to love them, you have to practice anti-black racism. And some of the biggest anti-black racists are people within our own community. You know, people want to point at the white supremacists, but no, we have some people in our community that really hate black people. Trust me on that. You know, like we was talking about a meme we had posted on our Instagram and talked about how McDonald's could mess up a thousand times. You still go back, but let a black owned business mess up with you once. You'll never be back. And that's the truth. That is the truth. Appreciate you with the super chat. I say, Phil, thanks for the content as always. What are your thoughts on American skin? Um, that's one movie I need to see, but I have not seen it yet. Um, I just, I just been so busy. I am so busy. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, even when I finish this, 
I got to just start working on uh, content. You know, we got so much going on. And um, you say, you say, 50%, how long? Uh, have zero. Well, let me tell you about that. You know, when you use the word wealth, I don't like the word wealth because wealth is something that it takes up generations to build. Um, if you hit it big, great. Then you can transfer the money that you have, you know, to your children and get them to build it up, um, et cetera. Black people, you got to believe it or not, you got to live in the now and maybe within the next five, 10, 15, 20 years. Understand? Um, the wealth these people have is built off of slave money. We don't have slave money, but we do have, if we unify with each other and we get on a, you know, strong plan of economics, the economics is more important. See, understand that even the white supremacists know that. Why do they were so uh, adamant about opening everything back up? Because if you don't have an economy, you have nothing. They understand that. They're even willing to sacrifice their own people for the economy. Now, black folks, let's call it what it is. Some of our spending habits are horrible. Some of you do have money, but some of y'all, y'all want to smoke weed and drink Hennessy. You know me, I told you I got war. I'm a, I'm a, I'm war on that weed and Hennessy. Every time I look up, man, leave the weed alone. Wait, that money you taking to spend some freaking uh, weed? Uh, if you're gonna deal with weed, why don't you go to a state that, that's legal, get your license, and and open you up a dispensary if you love weed so much? Don't be a consumer of the weed. Be be a uh, uh, person that's gonna be a businessman of it. Move to Colorado, wherever state is legal, and do what you got to do. We always consumers. You drinking Hennessy all weekend. What about trying to even white label your own liquor and try to sell that? That's what I'm trying to say, man. That's, I'm, I'm, that's why we don't have no money. You rather consume instead of produce. That's how you build wealth is producing. Nobody that's asking, asking to help for help or saying how much they don't have. Okay. Yes, you're right. We are in a bad situation but we got to produce so we can get to the point where we can have some wealth. I'm not for always telling people how bad we got as black people because we sit up here all the time and say how bad we got as black people. When I know we got the ability as a people to turn this mess around just based off of tweaking ourselves or being consumers to producers. Like we always have been in this country. We've always been producers always. We kind of got crippled with that, when that welfare system came in. And it was done by design because black folks never had a welfare system. Black folks did everything. Black folks producing forever. Why do you think America was built? Black folks still producing now. This country can't really run without black folks like, like that. Black folks, black folks that mass lead this place, this place will go down. Because black folks, like I said, no one, you're a big consumer, but also you're a producer of a whole lot too. I wish more of us would get on this producing, even on a small scale, even in your local communities, just start a business. Even if 50% of black people will start businesses within their communities and hire people within our communities, we'll make a paradigm shift right there. We don't need to be going, uh, seeking our whole life to go punch in, to work for somebody else. And then they tell you what to do. They talk to you in a kind of old way. You got to put up with their racism and anything ism they got going on. You go, you go to school, you get all these degrees, and then you still going to work for somebody. You go to school so you can learn the skills to open up your own business. 
Why in the why in the world why in the world I'm gonna sit up there and go get it? and all that debt with student loans? Let's go work for somebody, and then they fire me, or they say they don't want me in the industry no more. Then these people actually can do it if you're going through their system. Now you got debt and can't get a job. Instead of saying, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna go to school, and may, I may not know some of the business, but let me let me go get a job. Let me work around this job maybe about a couple of years, see how it works in a corporation. Maybe give me some contacts or whatever. And then while I'm working here, I'm going to start my little, I'm going to start my business and I'm going to be working here and I'm going to be starting my own. And then while you're building your own up for a few years while you're still working that other job, then now, you know, you're working two jobs. So black folks don't be afraid to work two jobs. Ain't going to hurt you. Hard work ain't never hurt nobody. You work your two jobs, you're building your business. The business get good enough for you where you feel like, okay, now I can walk away from this mess and you're good. That's one way a lot of people start businesses. Not everybody can just start a business from scratch. You may have to go work for somebody else for a little bit. What I'm saying is uh, uh, um, learn to, to walk away. The key is we got to walk away from these jobs these people have. There's no excuse why black folks don't have hospitals like we used to. There's no excuse. We're talking about medical racism. We wouldn't be dealing with medical racism. We had hospitals. There's no excuse that we don't have black doctors or nurses. You know, everybody want to go be a rapper. Why don't everybody want to go be a doctor or a nurse or, or something to that effect? Like I said, we don't need no more rappers. We don't need no more basketball players or football players. We need nation builders. We need scientists. Yeah, black folks, you're right. Listen, if you just love weed so much, oh, you love your weed. Well, the no-brainer would be to move to a state where it's legal. Why would you still stay in a state where it's illegal and then you know you can go to jail? Like in Texas, it's still illegal here in Texas. If you just got to smoke your weed so much, you can't function without no weed, well, go to Colorado. You good over there. Ain't nobody going to arrest you. Okay. And, and okay. You say hospitals are funded by the government and you create a hospital and then you need to go get that government funding. And if they do not give you the government funding, then you need to start suing anything else you need to do. Black folks need to go after that government money too. black folks have every right to government money. Black folks pay taxes in this country. You have every right to go after government money. You say, what books would you recommend to study economics and agriculture? Well, I always suggest start start with Dr. Claude Anderson with, with economics and agriculture. Uh, that in itself, you have to go look for the uh, agriculture experts. I am not an expert in agriculture, but if you start doing the research, I'm pretty sure you can find it. My expertise is not agriculture, neither would I say it is. But I understand the importance of it. Um, you know, my, my lot in life is media, and so I'm going to stick to my to what I do. But uh, yeah, Dr. Claude Anderson, he's a great person because he, he gives you economics from the black perspective. We can't go from economics from um, the white America perspective. It's not the same. It's not the same YouTube university. Yeah, you can find a whole lot out on YouTube. Believe it or not, I've learned a lot over the years. 
Okay, well, that's that's one suggestion. Dirt to soil. It says also good. There you go. Dirt to soil. I never heard of it, but like I said, you can go learn it. And, and like I say, you, you can get government contract. Listen, government got money for you out there. You just got to go get it. But if you want to build a hospital, you can build a hospital. You can make anything happen if you put your mind to it. But we need more doctors out here. I mean, they talk about, oh, they bring doctors in from overseas because they don't have enough here. That's why. You know, why is it popularized to become a doctor? Everybody want to everybody be so, you know, these females want to look up to Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Instead of instead of trying to look up becoming the next the next doctor. And then, you know, you have a lot, especially you go to Atlanta, there's a lot of black doctors in Atlanta. You know, that's one city that you can go to as very po- I'll say Atlanta is very positive for black people. I always recommend all black people to go at least go to Atlanta, just kind of see some of the black people as being very successful because um they don't they don't like to show you that side of black folks is being successful. It's a lot of black owned businesses in Atlanta. It's a lot of black attorneys. There's a lot of black doctors, black plastic surgeons. Like just, you know, just from just when I've been there, I say, wow, this is very positive. Because they don't want to show you that. Now, of course, Atlanta got its, you know, like any other city, you got your you got your your ratchetness and everything else. Every city got that. But, you know, you got when you come into that airport um in Atlanta, you go down the escalator and you see uh Keisha Bottoms, like right up there. I say, and I say, wow, that's interesting. You say, you know, like you said, she, you got a mayor, like they said, named Keisha. That's interesting, you know, and, and just to see that. So I'm just saying, for especially for our children, even for some of you that's an adult, because all you've seen is white, 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 everything white. No, you need to go see something that look like you, and you still have that. That's why a lot of people have moved to Atlanta um, in the past um, for, for some of the success aspect. Well, well, it depends on where you're going. Like I said, because you say, no, 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 don't come to the Atlanta. It's, it's not all that. Well, life is what you make it, uh, Alex. It is what you make it. Because I guarantee you, I can go do very well in Atlanta and would not have a problem. Well, why, why Atlanta so horrible? Why? White folks still trying to get in Atlanta to gentrify it. Why is it so horrible? Okay, where do you live in Atlanta? I can say the same thing about Houston. In one instance, Houston, I would tell people, if I'm around a certain area of Houston, I'm living in that area, I can say, man, you don't want to come to Houston. But then if you're a certain area of Houston, you're like, man, Houston, greatest thing ever. How, how is Atlanta so horrible for somebody that's trying to start a business? How? I want to know that. I went to Atlanta. I've been to Atlanta. I've been to Buckhead. I've been all in Buckhead. What are you talking about? You say you live in Atlanta. You great. Exactly. It's where you, it's your perspective is where you at in Atlanta. It's like Houston in certain areas of Houston. I would say the same thing. Like, you don't y'all come down here, no Houston. And then certain areas of Houston, you're like, man, we good. Do you own a business in Atlanta? I mean, are you, are you in the business world? What, did you graduate from from a college in Atlanta? Like I'm trying to figure out where where you where you at in, in Atlanta, why you say it's so bad? Because you can find bad in every city you go.
See, one person say they live in Atlanta and the networking for black business is hold on, not not the black world thing. Hold on, what am I looking at? Hold on. That's that's not that's not what I'm looking for. Oh, oh my god. Okay, let's see. I told you middle black family has 1700 in wealth as a group. We're wealthless. Oh my lord. I know where some of that, that mindset come from, and I'm gonna tell you, you can't tell me that as a person and I want to say, so okay. But telling me that what are we supposed to do then as black people, let's go there. What are we, and I'm not beating you up, sis. I'm not, where are we supposed to go? What are we supposed to do? Just to sit there and just say, Oh my God, we ain't got no money. We broke black people. We can't do nothing because we have no wealth. Are we going to say, okay, it is what it is. Let's fight like hell and, and, and take care of our situation, our business. Cause I'm a person say fight like hell and take of our situation, our business as a group. Why don't we get together and make that change? Then we can do that. We can do it. I'm not looking. Listen, we sit up there and built the greatest country on the face of the earth that people like begging to get in. I'm not sitting up there thinking that we can't do nothing for ourselves. I said, I'm not on that. I'm not on it. I'm not just, dis- I'm not disagreeing with you in what you're saying as a collective, but I just believe that we could turn everything around. And black folks in Atlanta are doing very well every day. Yeah, there's one person. Look, he's they say their household income is almost two hundred thousand annually. You know, I mean they they divulge with that information. Um, he said, I'm living in aspiration. Well, do I supposed to live in defeat? Do I supposed to live in like crying all day about how, what what black folks can't do? How is it that, that people come people come to this country? Uh, uh, sister from nothing, literally third world countries. And you know what they come here with? They come out here with, with a, you ever heard that statement? I, I come here as, like a dog looking for a bone. That's what they come here with. You got to understand this place is milk and honey to these people from a third world country. We, we have access to food stamps. They don't have that in the country. We have access to section eight welfare. They don't have that in their countries. They didn't have nothing. It's a, it's a hand to mouth economy in most of these third world countries. Okay. So they come over here. They'd be so like, like amped up. They like, man, I know I can do all this. Of course the government do help them. That's, they do. But then they focus on it. They, they, they have group economics a lot better than we do because they don't deal with the self hate. I say they don't have, they don't hate each other. Some of them, but you remember it goes back to, we hate each other. They'd be on a, a collective and they're trying to get up as a community and attain power. The power that we have is an all lives matter uh, crowd. You know, Congressional Black Caucus is all lives matter, right? I'm not going to sit up here and expect uh, a sister. I'm not going to tell my people. That would be so irresponsible of me to tell black people basically all day. They ain't got no money. You can't do nothing with yourself. Oh, we need Jim Crow Joe to give us a lifeline. Are we, are we done in America? Sorry. I'm, I, just don't, I believe more of my people than that. He said a lot of folks who complain don't have mentors, coaches, and or, or listen to the elders on how to win. That, that's true. I just, I just can't, I just can't look down on myself like that. You know, I can't, and I'm not going to listen to to people telling me all the time what I can't do. I, I, you can't just tell me that. You can't tell me black people can't do nothing for, for ourselves. That's a lie. That is a lie. You know, I look at brothers like, for instance, Robert Smith, right? A brother that's a billionaire. I, I get I get inspired by, by seeing that. You know, brothers that's making it big, 
you know, I just had a brother the other day, man. He probably not mine. I was happy for him. He hit about a $12,000 lick the other day um, off of uh, the stock market. He caught it at the right time. See, I me mean, like, like y'all don't even, like I say, y'all have no clue how, how brothers are doing some things out here. Black women are doing things out here. Like, why, why are we supposed to sit up here and just think, oh, we ain't got it. We can't make it. Oh, woe is me. I'm sorry. I don't think of black people that way. I do not look at us as just no, we can't do nothing for ourselves. Forget that. You know, okay. You say, I don't think have any courageous people. You be the courageous one then. What do you say? You say, I don't care what you, it don't matter what you say. Well, we're approaching an economic cliff. I don't know who you're saying we, because I'm not approaching one. I refuse to. I'm black. I'm a black American. My lineage is here. I'm not going to approach no cliff. I refuse to. As long as breath is in my body, I refuse to. I'm not going to, yeah, that's right. I'm not going to sit up here and wallow in no sorrow. What good is that? After you, after you wallow in sorrow, you're still not going to have nothing or you can get yourself up. How is it our ancestors after slavery built in reconstruction? They stuff was destroyed and they still kept building and building and building. Even you look in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, even in the civil rights movement, black folks had hotels, grocery stores, all of that. That's why I say integration was the worst thing ever happened to black folks. The worst. So like I said, diversity and inclusion programs is the worst thing that ever happened to black folks too. I don't know. Like I'm rambling on a little longer than what I should, but, but I don't know. Like ladies and gentlemen, I just don't take too kind to somebody telling me what we can't do as a people. Sorry. I'm not good with that. Yes. I understand what the numbers say. I get it, but look at information, look at information and take it like, okay, if we don't do anything, this is where we headed. That's what information is good for. Now, since we got the information, Let's go it on and, 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 and go full throttle and make sure this doesn't happen to us as a people. That's what you do. You do not get up there and say, well, we need Jim Crow Joe to give us this. And we need the Democrats, man. We did. We built, we built and rebuilt and rebuilt again. Okay. We don't need no freaking Democrats. We don't need no Republican. We don't need no Mzungu, no Chinese. We don't need nothing. We can do it ourselves. Not begging these people for anything. And that's right. Two thirds of us just ain't going to make it. It's true. We just not going to make it. I'm sorry. I just don't, I just, you can't sit up and have me just look, look at, look and say, we can't do nothing for ourselves. If that's the case, you know, you're talking about an economic cliff where if you jump off an economic cliff, you're going to jump off a real one too. I mean, that's what y'all want to do is your business, but I'm talking about me. I refuse to. And I'm not going to teach my children that where you black and, you know, the data says you can only, you only have a $1,700 uh, median wealth. So kids, you know, you might as well just get ready just to wallow in misery and die because you ain't got nothing else. You're not going to be nothing. You're on anything. And, 
you can just look at everybody else enjoying America, but or the world, but you just wallow in your misery. I mean, is that what I need to tell my children? Seriously. I'm not beating you up. I'm not picking on you, but I'm just saying, I mean, I mean, think about that. You telling you telling me as a father, just to take that and just tell that to my children. Like they can't like, what's the point of my, my children going to college right now then trying to, trying to get uh, themselves in a situation where they can have careers and start a business. What would be the point then? I do. I need to call them up and say, don't go to college because you're going to be broken. Ain't got nothing in your black. So just quit live off the system and hope that hope the white man have mercy on your black soul. I need to tell my children the truth on what, what truth do I need to tell my children? What they're black and they're not going to have anything. That's what I need to tell them. They don't have that kind of father. That's what it is. I didn't give up on life. Some some black folks have given up. I haven't given up. And I don't care what some data say. It, it, it's me and the Lord and, and what I do. I'm the captain of, of, of my life and what I choose to do. That's right. I'm not that, like that. That's me right there. I'm not wild in nothing. I refuse to do that. As long as their breath in my body, I refuse to do have no self-love and respect. Exactly. I don't care what no, no data say. F a data. I'm talking about what my data is what I do. What I do with my money is what, what the data going to say. How you going to say that some people that don't even know me in my situation going to project that I ain't going to have nothing? Like, man, come on, man. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's, let's, let's give you the game. So my oldest daughter took advantage and went to a community college to do basics. Got, got, got her basics, got her degree. Now she's trying to get into nursing school now. Okay. She didn't go break herself at a expensive college on basics. My other one that's in college right now is on a uh, full ride scholarship. She's not paying anything. Um, so it's not about doing great. It's just about the moves you're making. It's not doing great because the child, now the child that's in college at full ride scholarship, we had to, you know, help her, um, with, you know, the sport that she's in. Yes. But we said, we looked at that as an investment and an investment has paid off with a full scholarship that normally would have cost $40,000 a year uh, to attend this college. I'm not trying to pay 40 grand a year. I rather I rather help her, you know, on the training and help her do the things that she needed. And now it's paying off. So it's not that we're doing great. It's the fact it's the moves you're making. You do not you do not do not do not try to just spend everything out your pocket. You need to find ways to get things for free is including college. I've, and, and understand something. I have many black women and men have come on my show and given the game. And one sister that came on my show said that about college. She said, it's not where you start is where you finish. She said, go to community college, get your basics where it doesn't cost much, then transfer over to the major universities and finish the rest. 
how you could save money on college and not be a hundred thousand dollars in a hole. Okay. Okay. So you said there are 23 million families, black I mean, families in America that is not, that is not sustainable. Okay. You're right. College isn't for everyone. I, I agree with you. It's not for everyone, but it doesn't stop you. You can't do for self. You can't do, you know, create businesses. You can't, um, I mean, like I said, if people are coming across the border, working day jobs, day, day labor. Let me tell you something. In my lifetime, I have worked day labor too with the Mexicans. Yes, I have. And the Mexicans get up every day and go get some day labor. So if they doing it, you know, other brothers out here trying to make it too, sisters trying to make it out here. Listen, it's a way to make it out here. I've done a, I've done a whole lot of jobs in my time. I worked in shipyards. I worked in McDonald's. That shipyard job, I hated that junk. I was at the bottom of a ship. Uh, cleaning up a bunch of whales down there in the Tyvek suit. Anybody know what a Tyvek suit is? I, 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 I did not grow up with no silver spoon in my mouth. I came from a black community like everybody else with nothing. My parents was my parents didn't have these Ivy League degrees. In other words, I didn't grow up like a uh, Cory Booker, with my parent working at IBM and all of that. I didn't grow up that way. You can learn to trade. That's right. Learning to trade. Trade skill trades are still good. You can become an electrician. That's money. Uh, a plumber. That's money. Uh, a carpenter. I mean, we need skill trades. If you become an industrial electrician, like in like in the refineries and things like that, you make even more money. Be unionized. If you get you go into the petrochemical industry, which I you know went into. And everything uh, uh, 20, 20 some more years ago. All right. That's money. That's that's if you get your, you know, uh, process operator, you get your chemical engineer, um, like, you know, degree, you get on with a shell or Exxon or whatever, you're going to be making six figures and you're retire with maybe two million. If you do your full one, right. Two to three million. It, it's ways to do this. It's black. And let me tell you something. Black people are doing that every day in this country. Do not get it twisted. Yeah, journeyman electrician. Yes. You know, some people got military benefits. They they stayed they stayed in there and, and yeah, you're right. Okay. So yeah. Like I said, we, we're not we're not the people you can come over and, and say, woe is me because I'm black. That just don't work with me. The first thing I'm gonna tell you is like, all right, let's figure your situation out. War is me, don't help nobody. I mean, you could think that way about yourself if you want, but just don't be putting it on my people though, that we can't do nothing. I'm gonna say you're a liar, the devil's the, the devil's a liar, the truth not in you. And look, solar solar panels, so so solar panels or, or whatever, um, that's the way to go too. I mean, solar is the future. Well, they've been doing solar. Like if you go to the African continent and get you some solar panels, you didn't want over there. You say, then why they're not showing up? Why they are not showing up? Uh, what did this person say in the data? Oh my God. Okay. Most black folks, we want to take a census. 
So why did we black folks don't let you in their financial business? And then this quote unquote data out of 2000 people we surveyed, this is what it says. If you read, read the fine print of a survey of a lot of this quote unquote data that's out there, just read it. It's based off a small amount of people. But anyway, you, it's your life. I'm not going to argue with you anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, black history month, you know, uh, definitely black history month. And, um, you know, educate your children, you know, uh, figures within our, within our history. And, uh, we're going to keep rocking out here. We're going to keep rocking. Definitely. 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 Um, you know, even you mentioned that some people, you say are comfortable and in, in like entertainment instead of power. Listen, even if you are, your business is in entertainment, that's power because entertainment has a lot of billions of dollars attached to entertainment. You know, so I don't, I don't demonize no aspect of, of black culture and what we can do to make some money, whether it's sports, whether it's entertainment, whether it's uh, you, you hosting comedy tours, whatever you're doing, like I said, make a way to make some money for your children and take care of them. Don't sit up here and, and, and depend on a program. Now, look, go after every government contract you can get. Go after every um, loophole you can do legally. Do it all as black folk, okay? This government do owe you uh, the same money to give other people, and you don't let off all, especially when you pay taxes, especially. I want you to get every government assistance you can get. I don't care if it's welfare and food stamps. If you need it, go get it. Because one thing these white folks showed you in COVID they, they, they demand the government get them some money. These same people say, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But these same people set up here begging the government to give them money. Still begging to give them money now. So go go get so go get all of it that you can. Get all of it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, th- thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking up the time listening. We went somewhere totally different than we supposed to, but hey, it's fine. We got time, right? But um, make sure you subscribe to the channel and see you next time.